Welcome to the September edition of Kath's Creative Corner. I'm Kath and this month I'm going to talk about arts and technology in the early years. The focus of our discussion on the arts today stems from a quote from Picasso. All children are artists. The problem is how to remain an artist once he grows up. The question I pose to you as early childhood educators is how do we ensure that the importance on and value of the arts continues as a child grows or moves through their schooling life? In Australia, like 84% of countries around the world, education of the arts is considered a significant aspect of early childhood education. Why? It's because the arts, music, dance, drama, media arts, visual arts, provide powerful ways for children to communicate and can be used to express ideas when words are not available or are inadequate. Research tells us that we learn and grow through our experiences and the arts assist in this development by gaining meaning of the world in which we live. We also know that arts education is necessary because the arts provide children with a language that is universal. And while learning to communicate through reading, writing and speaking is essential for all children, there are times when the arts say more than words can ever express. Planning and teaching through play is considered a key feature of early childhood education. For those listening who aren't based here in Australia, the Early Learning Framework, which I'll call the EYLF from now on, guides Australian early childhood educators to extend and enrich young children's learning. The EYLF has a specific emphasis on play-based learning, with play providing opportunities for children to learn as they create, improvise and imagine. Play fosters young children's creativity of thought their imagination, their strategies for problem solving and the development of divergent thinking abilities. In early childhood, the focus in arts learning is on exploration and playful manipulation of materials starting with the familiar, like dance movements, drama roles and situations, music and sound, songs, chants and rhymes, as well as visual arts, media, processes, experiences and observations. Who remembers what it felt like to squish paint around a piece of paper or what it felt like to make something new out of Play-Doh? Or, like my children, wonder what Play-Doh may taste like? Does anyone remember what it felt like to be totally wrapped up in the moment of drawing or painting a picture? I am guilty, as an adult, of forgetting what those experiences felt and feel like. For children, visual arts are used to communicate, explain, decorate, influence, inquire and express ideas. It involves the creation of works that are primarily visual in nature. In early childhood education, the commonplace is to encourage exploration and artistic expression through play-based programs. While there is merit in allowing children to explore and experiment with materials, there is also emphasis in literature that children should be intentionally taught, for example, how to mould clay. The EYLF places particular importance on this intentional teaching. Let's take a closer look at music now. Music, like all art forms, occurs in different ways according to the culture in which it is made. That is, it is socially and culturally situated. 
Music surrounds us in our daily lives and it can be found everywhere in our society, from an aeroplane at 40,000 feet to our local shopping centre at the end of the street, from our iPhones to a concert hall. The Australian curriculum defines music as a uniquely oral form and it is said that music learning and music understanding occur in many ways. Through listening, sharing, discussing, reflecting, performing, composing and recording. There is widespread recognition that music is an important part of every child's education with the majority of children in Australia learning music as part of a broad general education. As with the other arts though, the status of music education in Australia is diverse and the quality of the school-based experiences for children varies from region to region, school to school and teacher to teacher. While my own children learn to play the piano externally, they do engage with their school music program and the results reflect the dedication by wonderful teachers at their school. I recorded my kids about a month ago or so after they set themselves up together and played a song that they all had in common. We have a double bass, violin and the recorder all joining together to play Ode to Joy. And without their school-based music program, this would not be possible. So there you have it. The strings component is a part of an instrumental music program that they run at my children's school. Uh, And this starts in year four, whereas the recorder, all children get to learn to play the recorder as their musical instrument from year two. As much as I inwardly and outwardly sometimes as a parent complain about the recorder, it is certainly an inexpensive way for all children to be able to learn to play a musical instrument. One of my earliest memories is of dancing and singing at preschool. I loved it. Who else remembers what it felt like to dance and sing along with play school or other favourite TV characters, or to be a fairy or be a pirate? Dance is one of the oldest art forms with its origins closely linked with ritual, and this can be seen in cultural dances today. The same can be said of drama, with dance and drama being closely linked. In early childhood, we see cross-curriculum links with dance and drama to literacy and numeracy all the time when children are engaged in role play, pretend play, imaginative play or retelling of stories. The arts have a unique capacity to help children reach their creative potential and engage in lifelong learning. Literature tells us that participating in the arts positively impacts all students in many ways, and these are in their social and personal development, towards their attitude in learning, their literacy and numeracy development, 
their arts knowledge and skills, as well as their enjoyment and value in the arts. There are also general competencies such as writing, communicating, problem solving, planning, organising and perseverance. Of course, the arts also provides an avenue for children who may not do well with traditional curriculum and school in general, as well as providing opportunities for connections between schools and communities. As you can see, there is enormous value in ensuring the continuation of the arts throughout children's school life and beyond. The United Nations Conventions on the Rights of the Child, the UNCRC, states that all children have a right to a state-funded education that lays a foundation for the rest of their lives, maximises their ability and respects their family, cultural and other identities and languages. The UNCRC also recognises a child's right to play and to be active participants in all matters affecting their lives. When early childhood educators are being guided by the EYLF, they are promoting the fundamental principles within the UNCRC. All children also have a right to an education that meets their needs and inclusion is very important across the educational sector. All children and adults have artistic potential and we all have a right to explore our individual cultures through the arts. As we know, our classrooms are filled with diversity. These can be different in cultural origin, lifestyles, abilities, special needs, gender, religion and ethnicity. What I love is that the arts provide concrete experiences for children so they may encounter and interact with the world in ways that are unique and special to them. Information and communication technologies are inundating the lives of children and it is rapidly expanding. Technology is fundamentally changing our way of life, how we connect, how we share knowledge and how we communicate. As early childhood educators, we are moving away from questioning whether technology is developmentally appropriate to asking how ICT can be effectively used in facilitating young children's learning. The Australian Curriculum and the EYLF recognises these changes and the importance of ICT and therefore has implemented guidelines and policies regarding implementation of effective ICT. Alongside these rapid changes in technological advancements, new forms of technologies are being introduced into children's home lives as well as classrooms and are becoming an important part of children's learning and development. An example of this is in literacy learning. The multi-literacies approach expands on literacy from a narrow focus on print text to a wider multimodal orientation which includes visual and audio text, just to name a few. We recently spent a week doing activities around the wonderful book, We're Going on a Bear Hunt. I did a read aloud from the printed version of the book, but the children were also able to watch the author, Michael Rosen, narrate and do his actions to We're Going on a Bear Hunt. It was, not surprisingly, a huge hit. We also cannot forget the technological tools that have the ability to present the curriculum in a variety of ways which can suit the differing learning abilities and learning styles. For example, children with dyslexia or speech and language difficulties could do writing tasks with the assistance of voice-to-text technologies. As educators, we do need to be mindful though that we fully think through the use of technology to ensure that we aren't just ticking a box 
we are truly enhancing a child's ability to access the curriculum and be successful. My eldest child has difficulty with written expression and in acting on the recommendations from his OT and paediatrician, I had asked for him to be able to use an iPad for written literacy tasks. This was well received by his teacher and it was implemented. There was one pretty big issue though. The classroom iPad did not have an external keyboard, so he had to use the touch keyboard on the screen. This meant that he could only read the first sentence on the screen and after that he was having to constantly minimise the keyboard off the screen so he could see what he had written. To say that it caused more frustration would be an understatement. The next day he went to school with one of our home iPads with an external keyboard and this has had an entirely different outcome and has had such a dramatic positive effect on his writing. So this experience has taught me a valuable lesson that as educators we need to not only provide access to assistive technology but also monitor the use of this technology to ensure that it is actually providing the desired outcome. I am hoping that the information I have provided can help you see that arts and technology in early childhood education is all about providing children with opportunities to explore and develop their potential as part of their broad curriculum, with an aim for children to reach the end of primary school knowing and valuing the arts and technology in their lives. Thanks all for listening. Bye for now.